This podcast is a member of the Place to Be Nation family. Visit us at placetobenation.com, the only place to be in your pop culture world. Hall of Famer, Double J, Jeff Jarrett. You know, I've been in this industry for a long, long time. The great wacky world of professional wrestling. And you know, I got my start right there in Memphis, Tennessee. So what better person than to give a little uh, intro, a little opening to the only podcast in the UK that specifically talks about Memphis wrestling. That's right. We're talking about Memphis Continental Wrestling Cast. Folks, sit back, grab you a cup of hot tea. Hope you enjoy it. And you know what? Once you get done listening to this uh, podcast, jump on over there to My World. That's right. That's my podcast. It's My World with Jeff Jarrett. Drops every Tuesday anywhere you download podcasts. So, folks, enjoy Memphis Continental Wrestling Cast. wrestling fans and welcome to the studios of the old bakery as we get ready to give you another exciting week here at the uk's number one and only a memphis wrestling related podcast the memphis continental wrestling cast i am as always your host mr luke jennings hoping the podcast finds you well we are in the middle of november quickly approaching thanksgiving over there for you guys in america in another couple of weeks the world series has ended congratulations to the houston astros and as you have heard at the beginning of the show we have a new promo intro from the one and only double j jeff jarrett that's right the uh, former wwe wcw tna star he is now shining a light over there in aew and you can follow him on his podcast my world of jeff jarrett available on all good podcast suppliers and ad free over at ad free ad free shows.com with the one and only conrad thompson please do not forget to follow us on twitter at memphis cast and to hit subscribe button here on our home the place to be wrestling network available on all good podcast suppliers home of talking wcw nwa saturday special ptbn's main event nwa crock and roll and so many other great shows please follow the show on twitter at ptbn wrestling also you can find us at pro forward slash memphis cast we've got one shirt for sale over there at the minute i do keep trying to add new designs but i do get they do keep getting rejected for various quality reasons also patreon.com forward slash memphis cast one pound a month gets you the monday night project where we watch the monday night roars from back in the day we are currently at the end of june 1993 heading towards uh july the 5th coming up pretty soon we will be seeing a new star well not a new star uh an old star but a new uh a new light behind that star 
and you can don't forget you can follow that at patreon.com forward slash memphiscast where we also have thanks to the excellent richard land we have the original video versions the first two episodes were done through the uh, Peacock and through the network, but we are now using these original versions. So we also have like classic adverts on there. So uh, please don't forget to follow us over at patreon.com forward slash MemphisCast. One pound a month gets you extra content. This week we have another edition of That Girl Got Game for You, and here she is, the girl that's got the game. Here's Kemi. King Queen Kemi and welcome, welcome to another episode of That Girl Got Game. Why? Because I do. I got games. PS2s, PS1s, PS3s, you know the deal by now. How y'all doing? So today, I'm going to switch it up a little bit. We're not talking about the Steam Deck today, but we are going to keep it wrestling orientated, obviously being a part of the Memphis Continental Wrestling Podcast. Why not, right? Okay, let's, let's, let's get into it. So guys, we're going to be talking about WCW Mayhem on the PlayStation. Now this was uh, just, I absolutely loved this game. Um, it was one of the first games I got on the PlayStation and being a little girl, um, I used to finish Cartoon Network and then smack bang after when it was done, you know, the Ted Turner Network, it would be WCW wrestling that I would be watching. Um, and so my dad was like, yeah, I might as well get out of the game, right? Good move, daddy-o. Absolutely loved it. Now, although I loved this game, there are a lot of people that did not like this game. In fact, some people would go as far as to say as WCW Mayhem on the PlayStation is probably one of the worst professional games, professional wrestling games out there. And I disagree. I disagree. Um, maybe I'm a little bit biased because it's my first game that I ever had, like professional wrestling game that I ever had on the PlayStation. Um, but was it the worst professional wrestling game? No, I disagree. Let's talk about it. WCW Mayhem was produced by Electronic Arts in 1999. It was released on the PlayStation, the Nintendo 64, and then later on down the line, it was released on the Game Boy. Now, a lot of people um, prefer playing it on the PlayStation and the Nintendo 64 in comparison to the Game Boy. However, I can kind of see why um, that I have seen a few playthroughs of it on the Game Boy and it is not as enjoyable as what it is on the PlayStation. I most certainly would not have enjoyed it had I played it on the Nintendo handheld. So the game was not a fan favorite um, and it gets a horrible, horrible rep. But in actual fact, 
the game was a huge innovator. There are a lot of things that WCW may have brought to the table that at the time were not being put out in professional wrestling games. For example, WCW Mayhem had all 12 pay-per-view locations available for you to wrestle in in the game. I mean, that's 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 huge different arenas that you could play in things like Halloween Havoc, things like Starcade, you know, there's no end. That you know, that in itself just adds so many dimensions to your playing experience of the game. Um, as well as that, you can also play through all three of the WCW TV shows. So that's WCW Nitro, WCW Thunder and WCW Saturday Night. Now, this was before Raw vs Smackdown, you know, so they were they had some pretty ballsy ideas. And to be honest with you, had things not panned out the way they did, you know, I could have seen this game as being one of the number one contenders, um, you know, being up there as a fan favourite and, you know, not get the rep that it did. When I played this game as a kid, I felt like the Booker Man. I felt like I was involved in the show. Obviously, having those 12 pay-per-views to run through over and over again, as well as having Nitro, Thunder and Saturday Night, you know, this gave me such a huge amount of playtime in itself already without adding the 50 playable wrestlers that they had added to the roster. I mean, this game was packed. Okay, so WCW Mayhem had the 50 wrestlers. It had the free TV shows you can play with, obviously, Nitro, Thunder and Saturday Night. It also has the 12 pay-per-views. What's it missing? Commentary. Okay, now we're talking. WCW Mayhem was actually one of the first PlayStation professional wrestling games to have commentary on on alongside with the playing action. Like, I mean, that's absolutely insane. It had, obviously, Tony Schiavone and Bobby Heenan both commentating. And that was like... It, it was unheard of at the time, you know. We had games that come up from WBF in the past, but they had never added commentary. And this would actually pave the way for many professional games in the future to obviously have commentary. And as you know, as I'm sure a lot of you have played a lot of professional wrestling games and are fans, commentary really does add to the games, the playing experience. I mean, what what more can I say? What more can you ask for? All of these elements to the game, you know, should have made it this game a smash hit. But sadly, there were a few kind of hiccups that just didn't help it settle with the fans in the long run. Sadly, a lot of the wrestlers that were in the WCW game, unfortunately, had started to make appearances in the rival companies so for example diamond dallas page was no longer in wcw or being shown on our screens but he was on the game okay same with chris jericho on the game as a playable character but was no longer with 
WCW at the time he wasn't signed um you know it was common knowledge that he'd been signed to WWF and was even seen on WWF you know and the, I, I've just named two wrestlers but a lot of the wrestlers off of the roster just didn't match what was actually in the game and this was months and months prior to the game's actual release so you know fans that were true to the WCW product first of all they weren't interested you know and then you find something that may bring you in but there's a disconnect there because you're watching the product you're going to play the game to replicate the product to make it your own to kind of heighten the the experience as a professional wrestling fan and then of course it, it's not the same you you can't replicate it because they're not matching you know you want to play Chris Jericho great I can play Chris Jericho but he's not with WCW anymore and this is where fans started to fall off you know again as I said having that disconnect between the actual main product and the game it just left a sour taste in a lot of fans mouths aside from this a lot of people complained that the gameplay was very basic that the move sets were very minimal um, and just not, again, giving that full professional wrestling experience. Um, as well as that, a lot of people complain that the graphics for the wrestlers mm, just didn't live up to scratch. Um, they were quite blocky um, for the time in comparison to prior games um, that had been released from you know rival competition um and i can kind of agree with that in some some sense um at the tender age of whatever age i was you know i didn't notice it but looking back at it now i can see where there could have been a lot more improvements made it's a real shame um all of these factors did contribute to the reception of the game amongst professional wrestling fans um sadly there were some people out there that did enjoy the game such as baby kemi um but unfortunately it wasn't enough for there to be a wcw mayhem 2. what was going to be wcw mayhem then turned into def jam vendetta um which is a fantastic game absolutely phenomenal game and to be honest with you maybe it was for the best you know perhaps wcw mayhem 2 would have been made and it would have just been absolute trash um so but there are quite a few things i really thoroughly enjoyed myself personally enjoyed about the game um you know the entrance video the introduction to the game where in which you had you know this lab that was creating the arena then it was creating the commentary then it was creating the pyro and then finally it started to create goldberg you know he decided they decided that they needed more aggression more attitude so they turned it up a little bit and then it got out of hand and goldberg picks up one of the the scientists or whatever <laughs> gorilla presses him and then runs to the to the um to the ring honestly i i watched that back and it gave me goosebumps to be honest with you you know i liked the characters um i liked the wrestlers that were there to play um i was young that so i did it's to me i didn't piece together and i didn't really 
understand at the time, you know, wrestlers not being there anymore, going to other companies. I just assumed they're on holiday. <laughs> so I was naive like that. Um, you know, but honestly, I, I loved the game and I'm sure that there were quite a few people out there that didn't have any problems with it. Um, another thing that I really quite liked was actually the box art which I thought was really, really cool. I know you're thinking to myself, oh my God, well, it just has Goldberg on the front. Well, yeah, not only does it just have Goldberg on the front, but the way they've actually spelt out that mayhem is absolutely, is, is, is great. It's different. It's in your face. It's loud. It's proud. Also, the, the WCW logo, the spaceship logo at the top just slots right in there. You almost can't see it. Um, but honestly, I, I love it. The back of it is, is clear, as precise it's in your face, like, do you know what I mean? You wouldn't pick this up in a store and not know that's a professional wrestling game. Um, but for now, I'm going to have to retire her, put her back on the shelf. You can see the little slot at the top there. Um, he will always forever have a place in my heart. I do really, really love this game. And I would recommend you picking up a copy um, if you're a retro head like me and you'd like to collect them, keep the, keep it. Add it to your collection. Why not? Um, it has its place in professional wrestling game history. Um, I am going to put it on my Steam Deck and I am going to give it another rough playthrough. And who knows? Maybe I'll play through it and I'll hate it the third time around. Third, fourth time around. I doubt it. It's a guilty pleasure. I'm not even going to lie. All right, guys, that's it from me. Thank you so much for jumping into the That Girl Got Game um, segment of the show. I'm going to return you back to my boy, Luke. But before I do, guys, I just want to take a few moments to get you to jump on my socials. If you like what I do, if you want to follow my journey, if you want to look at my collection, you know, I do a lot of retro gaming content, you know, if you're just interested in me as a professional wrestler or you just want to you just want to follow my journey please head on over to TikTok is King Queen Kemi TV Instagram is also King Queen Kemi TV Facebook King Queen Kemi YouTube channel is King Queen Kemi TV and my Twitch channel which this week I will start streaming back again um is King Queen Kemi also guys jump on it follow me follow my journey I will be back in 2 weeks for another That Girl Got Game segment. So yeah, peace out. Get out of here. You know what to do. Continue listening to the rest of the Memphis Continental Wrestling Podcast. Peace. Thank you, Kemi. Please do not forget to follow her on, on, on all her social medias. And to watch the video versions of this segment, please go to our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash MemphisCast. That is right, ladies and gentlemen. We have up finally updated the name of the YouTube. Now this week, ladies and gentlemen, we are covering the 9th of January 1982. Last week we covered the 2nd of January 1982 where we saw more assassinations, footage of a chaotic Midnight Express in the Coliseum, a crazy six-man main event, and all the usual awesomeness from the Memphis Territory. Now before we head down to ringside, let's have a quick look at what's been happening around the wrestling world. There's not a lot really. Uh, on the 6th of January, I think we may have covered this last week, on the 6th of January, the Funk Brothers defeated the Briscoe Brothers to win the North American Florida Tag Team titles. On the 7th of January, the AWA held a show at the Winnipeg Arena. Um, main matches were the High Flyers, Jim Brunzel and Greg Valentine defeating the East-West Connection, Jesse Ventura and Adrian Adonis in a steel cage match. Hulk Hogan defeated Jerry Blackwell and there was a few other shows. And then on the 9th, the sh day of this show, uh, 
The WWF held a show at the Boston Gardens. 13,800 saw Charlie Fulton defeat Pete Doherty. Louis Seurat, Louis Sue Seurat defeated Jose Estrada. Steve Travis defeated Johnny Rods. Jesse Ventura defeated Dominic Danucci. Tony Gurria and Rick Martel defeated the WWF Tag Team Champions Mr. Soyito and Mr. Fuji via a first decision. Tony Atlas defeated the Masked Executioner. WWF Intercontinental Champion Pedro Morales defeated Killer Khan. Adrian Adonis defeated Fred Marziano. And WWF World Champion Bob Backlund defeated Greg the Hammer Valentine. So, without further ado, let's head down to ringside and see what Lance and Dave have got for us on episode 78 of the Memphis Continental Wrestling Cast as we cover the 9th of January 1982. Please enjoy. everybody, Lance Russell, Dave Brown, right along ringside, and we are ready for championship wrestling. And by golly, today, Dave, everyone a tag match, huh? All tag action. Beautiful. One of them is a six-man tag team match, too. In the opener today, we're going to have Dutch Mantel. He will have Don Anderson as his partner. Don was here uh, some time ago. He is good to back see with Don us back, yeah. on championship wrestling today. Gypsy Joe and Ken Sheen going against them. And it's going to be the Midnight Express in here. Dennis Condry, Norvell Austin, and Randy Rose against Rick Morton and Rick McCord. It'll be the Assassins, the Cuban and Iranian, with Jimmy Hart against Roy Rogers and David Price. And the six-man tag action, Stan Lane, beautiful Bobby Eaton, Sweet Brown Sugar against Rick and Robert Gibson and Tojo Yamamoto. Ooh, man, that is a dandy and a half. And by golly, I'll tell you what, one of those golden oldies running through the tapes and looking back on some of the matches. Davey ran across a super bout between uh, world champion Harley Race and Jerry the King Lawler. Right. We're going to be taking a look at that a little bit later on, too. Right now, we better take time out, get ready for that first tag match, and we'll be back in just a moment. So we've got tag teams aplenty coming up today. We've also got some golden footage of Harley Race versus Jerry Lawler, which will be interesting to see. So we've got a few new names we've got a few returning names apparently we've got don anderson who was in the area a while ago we've also got the return of gypsy joe oh god we've also got the midnight express versus ricky morton and rick mccord uh, the assassins are in action and we've got a main event six-man tag once again so without further ado let's head back down to ringside <laughs> Fifteen-minute time limit match. Introducing at a total of 415 pounds from Romania, Gypsy Joe, and his partner from Black Oak, Arkansas, Ken Shane, going against him at a total of 454 pounds from Portland, Oregon, Don Anderson, and his partner from Oil Trough, Texas, Dutch Mantel. This match one fall, fifteen minutes. So we are back, ladies and gentlemen. Tag team action. My screen has now gone funny. Tag team action. We've got Gypsy Joe going up against Gypsy Joe and Don Anderson going up against Gypsy Joe and Ken Shane. Gypsy Joe starting off his team against Dutch Mantel. Dutch Mantel, black singlet, black boots. 
Gypsy Joe, Black Trunks, Blue Boots, I think. Don Anderson in. Blue boot, Blue Trunks, Black Boots. Don Anderson from Portland, Oregon. Been a while since we've seen him. Apparently, I've never seen him, so Gypsy Joe rips him off. Shoulder tackle by Don. I'm dragged by Don. Lovely. Don uh, Anderson here in control of Gypsy Joe. Tags in Dutch. Dutch tags in, continues to work. No snap mare. Double the hammerlock game by the Dutchman. Take some of the fans that haven't seen Don before. Good to see. Uh, uh, get to know him, but this guy they know, the Dutchman in there. Gypsy Joe, Joe. not uh, with his flurry of offense at the minute. Big backdrop there by Dutch. And Ken Shane is here as well, teaming with Gypsy Joe. Ken was here a couple of weeks ago against Dutch. We thought there may have been some uh, snug shots there by Ken Shane, but Ken Shane now in yellow and green trunks, white boots. Whips him in. Oh, what a karate kick there. Right under the chin there by Don Anderson. Holy moly. One, two. Kick out just. Dutch Mantel whipped him into the ropes. And then as uh, Don Anderson came in, he gave him a nice karate kick. Super kick, if you will. Nice pinning combination now. Two. Just kicks out of there by Ken Chain. Anderson tags in Dutch. Right hand to the ribs. Picks up Ken Shane, slams him down. Uber drop by Dutch Mantel. One, two, kick out. Jerry Calhoun, our referee here. Blue top, lovely white trousers. Got a blue background this week on the uh, in the studios. Dutch Mantel ringing the arm of Ken Shane. Ken Shane now whips Dutch off the ropes, ducks down, gets a kick straight to the face by Dutch. Don Anderson now back in. Big right hand to the midsection of Ken Shane. Knee lift. Don Anderson picks up Shane, slams him down. It's Don Anderson, that looks a, a tidy fellow. Ken Shane now trying to fight away, trying to get the tag. Oh, forearm shot there by Anderson. Ken Shane tags in Gypsy Joe. Oh, Gypsy Joe now with that flurry of offense, punching away. Oh, kicks away. Great, here we go again. Gypsy Joe is back, ladies and gentlemen. Fuck's sakes. Oh, big headbutt there by Joe. Goes for the cover. One. Dutch Mantel pulls him off. Gypsy Joe slams Don Anderson down. Goes for the cover. One. Dutch Mantel breaks it up with a kick to the back of the head. Ken Shane now back in. Works away Don Anderson with some kicks and stumps of his own. Oh, big right hand by Don Anderson off the ropes. Kick again. Forearm smash. Don Anderson is very close to the tag and tags in Dutch. Double thrust off the ropes by Dutch. One, two, three. That's it, ladies and gentlemen. Your winners, Dutch Mantel and Don Anderson.
As he was coming off the ropes, dropped him to the mat, got the count of three, and that is going to be it. Dutch Mantel, Don Anderson, the winners of the match. The time on it, three minutes, 56 seconds, 3.56. Baby, I want to get Don over here. By golly, I'll tell you, Don, it is really good to see you, man. It's been so long on championship wrestling. Dutch, congratulations to you there, partner. Good win in there, and uh, we really enjoyed seeing you got yourself a whaleable partner here, the Southern Tag cha or, uh, Southern Heavyweight Champion, Dutch Mantel. What you been doing? Hey, you know, I've been traveling all over the world for the past six years. Looking for the best, finest competition brings me right back to here. Hey, come on, Dream. You don't have any business. You just come in on the slow train coming, Jack. No, that's what you think. He's hiding behind your coattail, Don Anderson. Let me tell you just one thing. You are a low-life chicken, Dutch Mantel. The only reason, boy, and I did say boy and not Leroy, the only reason that you hold on to that belt is because you will not put it up against the number one contender, and that is me, Jack. Wait a minute, let me say something, Lance. I told you 10 weeks ago, you big sock-faced dog, that you are not number one. Now, you've done a lot of things to me. You've jumped me behind the back and everything to make me mad to put the belt on the line. Well, you've only done one thing, and that's make me mad. But I don't care what it is, you're still not getting a title shot. And you are not number one. Let me tell you something, Picanese head. Let me tell you something, Picanese face. Yeah, I did do something to you. I beat you, boy, one, two, three. And you did wear the chicken outfit, and you know it. You are a low-life chicken dog. Wait a minute, Lance. Don't, you didn't interrupt him. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something, man. I am the number one contender. You just come in on the slow train coming, Don Anderson. You just come in on the slow boat to China, boy, because he's not a true champion. He is not the people's champion. You I'll tell you what, every time I turn around, I hear somebody saying they're number one. You say you're number one, you're about number 99. Jerry Lawler says he's number one. I tell you what, if you're so big and brave, I tell you what you do. You get a match with Lawler and you wrestle him, and whoever wins the match, I'll wrestle them, and I don't care which one wins. If you think you're number one, and Jerry Lawler thinks he's number one, you're both number two as far as I'm concerned. I'm the champion. You wrestle him, and I wrestle the winner. Suck, Oh, big deal, baby, big deal. Jerry Lawler, man, you think Jerry Lawler's gonna wrestle me? The man just got out of the hospital. That would be the biggest mistake that Lawler could ever make to wrestle me, man. He's not gonna do that, Lance, and you uh, know it. Okay, great. You think Lawler's gonna do that, man? Listen, he, I, I he, don't, see, I the don't only know thing that was wrong with Lawler to start with is he had cowarditis. That's the only thing that was wrong oh, with Lawler. We all know He's better not than get that. Out, man. He's ready. He's uh, I had him last week and talked to him on championship wrestling, and he's ready to wrestle. But that's something for the promoter to settle. That's something for Jerry Lawler yeah, to make hey, up man. his own mind hey, on. Man. Okay, Jim, hey. we've had enough hey, time with you. That's three sheets in a win, brother. That's three sheets in a win. Jerry Lawler's not going to wrestle me, man. The man's out of his. He's out of his mind. He just got off of his deathbed. He's not going to wrestle. Yeah. Me, okay, man. Dream. We're going to take time out now. We'll be back with more championship wrestling in just a moment. Tag team action about to get underway here. This will be a one fall 15 minute time limit match at a total of 477 pounds. The Midnight Express, Dennis Condry, Norvell Austin and Randy Rose going against them at a total of 424 pounds from Salem, Virginia, Rick McCord, and from Nashville, Tennessee, Rick Morton. One fall, 15-minute time limit. Referee Jerry Calhoun. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Tag team action once again. 
Rick McCord and Rick Morton going up against two of the Midnight Express. Last week we saw Conjury and Rose. So this week we're going to see... Let's have a little conflab. We're going to see... Rose and Conjury again. Randy Rose started for his team. Ricky Morton started for his team. Randy Rose, red trunks, red boots. Ricky Morton, black trunks, white boots. Colin Edward tie up now. Morton pushes Rose into the ropes. Clean break. Both men circle once again. Colin Edward tie up. Headlock by Morton. Into the ropes by Rose. Off by Rose. Morton ducks a back elbow, ducks a clothesline. High cross body there by Rick Morton. One, one count. Norvell Austin on the outside once again with his little whistle. We've yet to see Norvell Austin on television wrestling. Country and Rose having a discussion on the apron. Both men circling. Colin Edward type, Rose, no, headlock by Morton, tag into Rick McCord, Rick McCord, uh, red and white trunks, red and white boots. Both men circling, Colin Edward type, um, ringer by McCord, headlock by McCord. Cinching that son bitch in is Mr. McCord. Randy Rose down to one no, Randy Rose down to one knee. Randy Rose pushes McCord into the corner, whips him into the other corner, comes running. Oh! Rick McCord moved out of the way. Randy Rose went for a shoulder tackle, but sort of turned in midair and went back first into the top turnbuckle. Sorry, back, back first into the ring post. Rick McCord now with that headlock in again. Randy Rose down to one knee. Take down by Rose. Didn't get it. He got a one count. Ricky Morton tags in now. Headlock take down by Morton. As we've said before, this is going to be shades of uh, Express versus Express in a couple of years. Randy Rose picks up, no, Randy, Randy Rose went for a suplex there with Rick Morton, but Rick Morton swung those legs and took down Randy Rose. Both men up now. Randy Rose needs to get out of this uh, position somehow. Randy Rose pushes Morton under the ropes. Clean break. Oh, shove there by Ricky. Both men now circling. Colin Edward tie up. Rose pushes Morton at the ropes. Now tags in Dennis. Pretty boy Dennis is now in. Black trunks, white boots. The bigger man of the Midnight Express. Oh, Randy. Hey. Ricky Morton somehow got a headlock on uh, uh, Dennis Condry. Push off now by Condry. Shoulder tackle by Morton. Lovely. Ricky Morton's a smaller man there, but he took down Condry like no one's business. Taking to Rick McCord. And we can hear Norvell talking to Randy Rose saying you're going to have to slow him down and that's not going to be an easy job because he is some quick. Talking about Rick Morton. McCord hanging with that side headlock. 
Dennis Condry. Another shoulder as Condry misses the elbow. Boy, nice move. Unbelievably here, Rick McCord and Rick Morton are in control of this match against the uh, more experienced Midnight Express. Conley with a type now. Dennis pushes McCord into the corner. Oh, big forearm shot across the chest. Arm ringer by Condry. Hammerlock pin. Nope. Lovely manoeuvre there by Rand uh, Dennis Condry tags and Randy Rose. Randy Rose now over Hammerlock suplex there. Lovely. Working over the arm now. Oh, pulling that arm out of the socket there is Randy Rose. Norvellos and very happy on the outside. Rick McCord gets up to his feet, tags in Ricky Morton. Ricky Morton is in. Morton pushes around, uh, whipped Irish whip. Fist to the gut there by Ricky Morton. Oh, excuse me. Morton whips Rose corner to corner. Oh, no, Randy Rose got out of the way as Ricky Morton came in and hit nothing but top turnbuckle on that shoulder. Randy Rose now measures him with a big kick. Tags in Dennis. Dennis is going to now work over the arm. The consummate, the consummate professional that he is. Dennis Conjure now working over the arm with a hammer lock. Oh, drops the knee. And again, it goes to a hammer locked arm. Oh, we lost him with that very happy whistle on the outside. Oh, stomp now to the hammerlocked arm. Ricky Morton now trying to fight out. Dennis Country tags in Randy Rose, who's on the second rope on the inside. Oh, clothesline. What a clothesline there by Randy Rose. Measures a knee of the facial area. Tags back into Dennis. Kick to the gut. Abdominal stretch now. Abdominal stretch by Dennis. And Condre plenty big enough to really inflict. I think he's got a little added assistance there by from Randy Rose on the outside. And Ricky Morton gets out. Lovely hip toss there by Ricky Morton. Crowd fully behind Morton. Head back to the gut. Head back to the gut, yeah, head back to the gut, yeah. Dennis is down. Dennis has got the tag. Ricky Morton needs that tag. Randy Rose catches Ricky Morton. Oh, atomic drop. Right to the buttocks. Randy Rose jumps off. Oh, stomp. Second rope stomp by Randy Rose. Ricky Morton needs to get out of this ad, 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 ad situation. Ricky Morton needs that tag. Big headbutt there by Randy Rose. Randy Rose giving some mouth to Rick McCord. Ricky Morton is in the corner, he's in the neutral corner, kicks Randy Rose in the gut. Oh, knee lift there by Ricky Morton. Come on Ricky, you need that tag, you need that tag, brother. Dennis Country now attacks Ricky Morton from the outside on the apron. Stumped by Ricky. Goes through the legs, goes through the legs. He's got the tag, he's got the tag. Rick McCord is in, Rick McCord is in like a house of fire, working away over Randy Rose and some for Dennis. Fists are plenty, picks up Randy Rose. Big slam there by Rick McCord. Fist drop. 
Picks up Randy Rose. And now Randy Rose managed to get the tag to Dennis behind the back of Rick McCord. Oh, knee to the back. But Rick McCord fighting for fighting for his life. He needs that. Needs that. Uh, he needs the, the bigger pay window here to today. He's got Christmas to pay for. Rick McCord now with Conjury whips him. Oh, drop kick there by Rick McCord. Rick, drop kick to the chest, but that'll do. It took the big man down. Forearm smash. Rick McCord, no. Dennis reverses. And Randy Rose with a hair pull from the outside. Randy Rose behind the referee's back pulled the hair. Dennis Conjury now with Rick McCord. He's going for a power slam. Beautiful power slam. One, two, three. Winners of the match, the Midnight Express, Dennis Condry, Randy Rose. You see the jubilation in the corner of Dennis Condry, Norvell Austin, and Randy Rose up there. Rick Morton, Rick McCord leaving the ring, headed back to the dressing room. Again, the time on it, 8 minutes, 32 seconds. The official winners, the Midnight Express. that we were uh, kind of perusing some of the good old tapes and uh, looking back on some of the matches and one that I was particularly fond of was about that took place uh, between Jerry the King Lawler and Harley Race. Now what most match. of you know uh, Harley no longer has the NWA uh, World Heavyweight Championship belt but he held it for a long time, defended it all over the world and he will tell you himself that Lawler absolutely one of the toughest dudes he ever stepped in the ring with and that's no surprise. Share with me some of those exciting action moments. Harley Race, Jerry to King Lawler. So we are seeing a uh, looks like a music video of Harley Race versus Jerry Lawler. I'm trying to see when this was from. I don't know what the music is. It sounds familiar, I think. So this, I'm gonna say that this is from just seeing Harley Race with the champ. This isn't then. This isn't then. This could be from around May of 1981. This could be from September 1980, or this could be August 79. I'm not entirely sure. So one of those rains. Mid-South Coliseum. Harley Race wearing uh, black trunks, black boots. Jerry Lawler wearing uh, turquoise and black singlet cowboy boots. Big slam there by Jerry Lawler. Pepper and Harley Race with some right hands. This is obviously a while ago because the territory is no longer associated with the NWA. It's now AWA affiliated. We will see sometime this year. We will see Ric Flair in the area as well for one match. So that's coming up this year. Oh, lovely fish drop there by Lawler. Harley Race selling like a motherfucker as only Harley Race could. Throws Lawler to the outside. 
suplex from the outside. Oh no, Jerry Lawler gets the cover. One, no, no. Nice music video this is. Getting a nice uh, fast-paced match. Big slam by Lawler on her race. Oh, both men go head to head. Ah, race takes that big bump outside. Monkey flip back in. Pin two. Oh no, the feet are on the ropes. Harley Race had his feet on the ropes. Back suplex by Lola. Not sure who this referee is. Doesn't look familiar. Maybe an NWA referee, maybe. Races. Oh, big round down. Races down. Race took a beating in this match for sure by the looks of it. Throws Lawler to the outside. Now, oh, back first goes Lawler. Head first goes race on the table. Oh. Harley Race took an absolute beating in this match, ladies and gentlemen. Off the ropes. Big round goes race down again. Outside. Oh, Jerry Lawler, that big, big fucking slam on the floor. The mid-south Coliseum. There, no mats here, ladies and gentlemen. Back first goes Harley into the top turnbuckle and over the top rope. Oh, big boot there by Jerry. Back elbow. This match is this uh, music video is putting Lawler over as one hell of a hand. As we know, Lawler one hell of a hand. Knee drop there by the King. One, two. Oh. Races up. Picked up. Big slam by Jerry. Headlock. Take down by Lawler. Fist drop. Yeah. That obviously uh, was not the entire match and edited in there, but it was super. And it was great to see. Me. Speaking of the King, uh, son of a gun. We mentioned uh, we'd had Jerry here last week. Yaza, we were just enjoying reliving some of those uh, moments with Harley Race in there. It's you, fun to watch, isn't boy, it? Boy, I'll tell you, you had that one-two count, almost had it, mm -mm -mm. but uh, that's not it. No, um, but what I want to talk about for just a second, I know this is not my regularly scheduled interview, but I will be back out here later, but I was, I was watching what took place a little earlier, and uh, I saw... The Dream Machine and Dutch Mantel out here uh, uh, talking about they want a match with the Dream Machine, wants a match with Dutch, yes. everybody wants a match with Dutch. Well, uh, I can just say that, uh, you know, I'll play their little game if they want to. I, I, under, I don't know what they're trying to prove. I, I have a simple solution to this whole thing. Uh, I don't have any wrestling tights with me today, but it really doesn't matter. I could just kind of take my shirt off right now. And, uh, I can slide right up there in that ring, and you can get the Dream Machine, and you can get Dutch Mantel, too, and bring both of them out here, Lance, and we'll all three get in the ring. We'll have a real quick little round-robin tournament and let the winner of that little tournament come out with the bell. How would that be? Would it, would, we can throw it right there. You know, it's fine with me. I mean, uh, we got 
too much coming, Jerry. I'd love to see it. Well, we got a super six-man tag coming up on our expiration of time, and really, time is a situation where we just can't we can't do it. Today. Just don't have the time. Just don't well, have that's, the time. I knew you wouldn't have the time, Lance. That's why I said I'll play their little game. You know, Dream Machine says that I'm afraid of him. Well, you know, we all know that Dream Machine is not all there, and Dutch Mantel is out here talking like he don't have both oars in the water either this morning. Let me tell you something. I know that I am the greatest wrestler that you've ever seen in one of these rings, and you know it, Lance, and these people know it, and the only two people that don't seem to know it are the Dream Machine and Dutch Mantel. So I'll tell you what I do. I just talked to Eddie Marlin. Like I said, I'll play the little game. If, if we can get Eddie Marlin out here, I think he went to ask the Dream Machine. If that's what they want to do, I'll gladly, you can add it to the card this week. I'm just back, and I'll wrestle once, twice, or 10 times. I don't care. I am better, Lance. I am better than I've ever been, and I've always been the best. Well, so if it's all right with Eddie Marlin, we'll add that match between me and the Dream Machine to the car this week, and then the winner will wrestle Dutch Mantel for the title. Right? Okay, well, that's fine with me. All right. That's fine with me, too. Lance. Good enough, King. Thanks for coming out, I think. Uh, he's ready to go, and apparently, uh, well, he, he told us last week on Championship Wrestling, he felt great, and he was ready to climb in the ring, but the doctor hadn't released him as yet. So uh, he is, in fact, apparently ready to go. So he and the Dream have got a date. All right, let's go with it. Took his start off and like to knock everybody out from under Come on, my arm. Oh, me. Oh, me. <laughs> Okay, maybe here we go. Official announcements. One fall, 15-minute time limit match at a total weight of 414 pounds from Nashville, Tennessee, Roy Rogers, and from Memphis, Tennessee, David Price. Going against him at a total of 457 pounds from the first family with their manager, Jimmy Hart, the assassins, the Cuban assassin and the Iranian assassin. One fall, we are back, ladies and gentlemen, tag team action once again. The assassins, the Iranian and the Cuban going up against... David Price and Roy Rogers. David Price starting for his team. Black Trunks, Black Boots going up against the Iranian assassin. Green Trunks, Black Curly Toed Boots. Calling over a tie-up. Big right hand, big right hand. Both men starting this off hot and heavy. Whipped by the Iranian, knee to the gut. Picks him up, punches him. The future angry ref of the WWF in 1988. The snap mare and a chin tags in the Cuban assassin. Khaki trunks, black boots. One hell of a head of hair and beard is the, has the Cuban assassin. Picks up David Price, whips him. Irish whip. Big back elbow. Knocks down Price. David Price now. Oh! Knee to the side of the head there by uh, the Cuban. Slams down David Price. Stump to the back. Stump to the back again. Oh, forearm shot. David Price, Irish whipped now by the Cuban. Ducks his head. Oh, David Price with a kick though. Tags in Roy Rogers. Roy Rogers is in. Black trunks, white boots. Roy Rogers coming in like a house of fire now. Forearm shot to the Cuban. Forearm shot to the Iranian. Big slam on the Cuban. He is not a small man. 
Cuban now gets the advantage though, pushes Roy Rogers at the price, forearm smash, tags in the Iranian Ali Hassan. Oh, kick to the midsection there, those curly-toed boots, drop kick by the Cuban, sorry, the Iranian assassin. It's a very international flavour team. Oh. Irish whip, no, no. Oh, near the back while he's on the ropes. Tags into the Cuban. Cuban now has Roy Rogers in the corner. Whips him into the opposite corner. Comes in slowly. Elbow to the top of the head. Roy Rogers trying to fight out of this situation, but he can't. Cuban assassin now tags in the Iranian. Al Hassan now back in. Oh, right hand to Roy Rogers. Jimmy Hart having a go at Joey Calhoun on the outside. Irish whip by the Iranian. Oh, backdrop Royal just landed right on his buttocks. Right on his ass, man. Going for it again. Nope, reversal by Roy Rogers. Backdrop of his own. Roy Rogers picks him up just to knock him back down again. Tags in David Price. David Price is in. Headlock. Headlock by David. Hair pull by Ali Hassan. Picks up David Price. Going for a suplex. Beautiful suplex there by Ali Hassan. Tags in the Cuban. Cuban comes in. Swinging neck breaker by the Cuban assassin. Beautiful maneuver there. Picks up David Price. Back of the elbow to the head by the Cuban. Snap. Meh. With an arm bar of sorts. Pushing the head down with one hand. He's got the arm hooked with the other. David Price in trouble here. Possible submission hole by the Cuban. Got that elbow smashed right into a pressure point on the side of the neck. Referee Jerry Calhoun came over and checked it to make sure it wasn't a choke, but it isn't. It's on the side. Uh, the Cuban breaks out of that. Off to the lower leg. Over to the corner and the tag on the Iranian assassin. Iranian. There's a double kick for the points of the shoes again. Drop kick there by Al Hassan with them shoes and curly toed boots. Oh, kick to the chest, David Price. Jimmy Hart now on the outside giving him a finger wagon. Al Hassan picks up David Price. Drapes him through first over the top rope. Cuban assassin now in behind the referee's back. And they both, oh, hot shot on the top rope there by the assassins. Five minutes gone, five minutes gone. Ali Hassan still in this match, controlling David Price. Oh, kick to the chest with those boots. He's got him now. Oh, had that boot propped in the corner and then put him head first in the curly toe bit. 
These curly-toed boots made famous by the Sheik, the Iron Sheik. Many other Iranian gentlemen, Middle Eastern gentlemen, if you will. David, Roy Rogers, sorry, has seen enough. He's coming there and just give uh, popped the Cuban assassin with the right hand. Double Irish whip, double clothesline by the assassins on David Price. The Iranian assassin goes for the cover. One, two, three. The winners of the match. The Cuban and the Iranian assassin. Leaps into the ring, raises the hands of his assassins. Roy Rogers and David Price really gave him a good battle, but uh, in the end, just too much of the assassins and Jimmy Hart. The time on the match, five minutes, 53 seconds, 5.53. The official winners, the Cuban and Iranian assassin. And we will be back with these messages after these messages. Please enjoy. Hey, everybody, this is Mike from Booking the Territory, the unprofessional, classic Southern wrestling podcast. And you are listening to the Memphis Continental Wrestling Cast with Luke Jennings. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Well, let me tell you something, brother. You're listening to Memphis Continental Wrestling Cast. Stick around, brother, and follow the show at Memphis Cast. Follow me at West Runtin Luke J, brother. Follow friends of the show at Mid Atlantic Pod, at OVP Podcast, at Bottom Line Cast, at Extreme Cast, at Booking the Territory, brother. And be sure to hit up some brothers on Patreons. Patreon.com backslash Booking the Territory and Patreon.com backslash OVP Podcast, brother. Like and subscribe to Mid South Television Review with Mike Mills and the great Brian Last. What you gonna do, brother, when Memphis Continental Wrestling Cast runs wild on you? Mate, can I ask you a question first of all? Go right ahead. You know the definition of a windjammer? No, I really don't. It's the agonizing screams of a trapped turd. Have you heard of the Mangrave? Yes, I have. You have? Yeah. Do you have a father? <laughs> Mangrave is the perfect gift for this Father's Day. Is he alive? Yeah. A hundred percent made in America. If he was dead, it would have been a really bad moment in the commercial. <laughs> Your dad's alive? No. Fuck. <laughs> God damn it. I'm sorry about your dad. That's fine. Your father's dead. Is your mom still alive? My mom? Yeah. No, she's dead. Jesus Christ. Is any of your relatives fucking alive? Is man grace? <laughs> They are revolutionizing the way people grill. What, Adam Egan? Is it true? You haven't heard of the revolution? You can put chicken on this or steak. That's not that unique. It weighs a lot of pounds. Is that heavy? Again. 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 No more flare-ups. You know, you know when your barbecue has always been flare-ups? Why are you laughing? You're making a mockery out of the man grate. Chicken steak has never tasted so good. <laughs> again, again, <laughs> again. This commercial is like a mini series. Hey, this is Joe Morata from Our Vantage Point Retro Wrestling Podcast. But now, live from the studios of the Old Bakery, this is the Memphis Continental Wrestling Cast, and here's your host. Luke 
Jennings. The Iranian assassins and uh, Jimmy Hart come feeling on. good. I feel fat. Come here, family. I want the whole family in here, baby. Come on in. I tell you what you're gonna do. You're gonna need a Monday night because you are gonna be in the rain. Oh, let me tell you what, Lyler, man. You're making a big mistake, Lyler. You're making a big mistake. Don't Lyler. worry, Dreamy. We got it signed, baby. We got right. it signed. But you know what? He's gonna promise me one thing, Dreamy. And, and this is my stipulation with old Eddie Marlin back there. I said, Eddie, we're not gonna add this to the match. We're gonna have it before the main event. And all I want you to do is just hurt him a little bit, win the match, but drag him in there so we can finish him off, darling. That's all. Lawler, your ego is inflated. Your laws are outdated. They don't apply no more. You can't rely no more. You'll be standing around waiting because in the home of the brave, the devil's up turning over in his grave. Lawler, you're making a big, big mistake, boy. Get out of your sick bed to come down there because I'm going to put you right back in, John Gaston. You know, on the way over here, Russell, on the way over here a while ago, I was listening to FM 100, my good buddy Bill Hickok, and he was playing a new album by Jerry Lawler, and it said, Boxcar Lawler's Greatest Hits. And it was funny, call 1-800-NO-MONEY-BACK GUARANTEE. He knows that he's finished, I know he's finished, and most of all, Lawler, you know you're finished. You know, I looked at that film a while ago, Harley Race. I could have beat Harley Race. The guy was 50 years old, overweight, not a date. Anybody could have beat him, but Lawler couldn't even get a win over him, man. That's, that's a right, joke. Baby, that's right. And another thing, look at the age difference in Lawler's face. Look how much older Lawler looked now than he did then. Oh, now, you man. explain that, Lance. Hold down for a minute, baby. Uh, let me tell you something, daughter. Ball, I'll look at it in a minute, but let me tell you something, Lawler. You know, I've been waiting for this so long, so long. You know, it's been one month of peace and quiet here for Jimmy Hart. You know, I've run ragged over this place. I've had the greatest time of my life. You know, everybody's saying, you know, the family, y'all been losing a lot of matches lately. But I looked around and we have nothing but you. My oldest man is 24 years old, man. These other people don't have a chance. Dundee, Kern, Lawler, it's over for you. But let me tell you what, you can call it the Thriller in Manila. You can call it the last tango in Mempho. But Monday night will be your last night, Jerry, and I promise you that, buddy. It, you know, I feel super. You know what? I feel so good that I've even brought my wrestling license out here because this is an official wrestling license. You have to have this to get in the ring. I have a manager's license and a wrestling license. And I'm so sure that this will be the last time I ever get in the ring that I am going to tear this up. I am going to tear this thing up here after the matches are over because evidently I can't tear it up now because I am very tired. The first family's on her way to Music City. You don't laugh, Russell. Look at you. Have some respect for the first family I know family why you brought here. the whole family out to help you tear it well, up. Well, let me just tell you this right now. We are ready. You know what? I'm going to tell you something that's so funny. This is tremendous, you know? Please, Jimmy. Hey, listen. We'll do it later. Then, baby. Fix your tie, man. You get dressed, man. You're making me a nervous wreck out here. The whole family's here. And y'all, people, shut up and give me a chance to talk. I'm tired of this junk. But, you know, one thing. One thing, and I've got to say this before we leave to go to Nashville. is this right here is that surely, one-on-one physically, Kern, Dundee, Lawler might be able to whip Jimmy Hart in the ring. But you see, my strength is right up here. And with this, my men, y'all don't have a chance. So come on down, baby. I'm saving the big one for Monday night. We are ready, brother. We are ready, the first family. Come on, baby. Come on, let's go. Come on, we're ready. Come on, family. Come on, baby. Come on, Cuban. Come on. Well, you have just been exposed to the first family of professional wrestling. Uh Tag team match just about to get underway here. The first family now arriving. The Gibson brothers and Tojo Yamamoto already in the ring. You see Jimmy Hart in conference down here with the, uh, the members of his first family team. They climb up into the ring and we'll be ready with official introductions and get this one going. Six-man tag team match will go to the expiration of time. Team of the most falls to their credit. When the time expires will be the winners of the match. 
at a total weight of 666 pounds from the first family from Delray Beach, Florida, Stan Lane, from Huntsville, Alabama, Bobby Eaton, and from Union City, Tennessee, Sweet Brown Sugar Cocoa Ware. And going against him at a total of 684 pounds from Japan, Tocho Yamamoto, and from Pensacola, Florida, the Gibson brothers, Rick and Robert. This match to the expiration of time, Jerry Calhoun is the referee. Mm, boy, I like to make it. Here we are, ladies and gentlemen, main event, expiration of time, six-man tag. Ricky and Robert, the Gibson brothers, and Tojo Yamamoto. Going to get Stan Lane, Bobby Eaton, and Sweet Brown Sugar. Jimmy Hart on the outside with the first family. Robert Gibson's going to be starting for his team, and Sweet Brown Sugar's going to be starting for his team. Robert Gibson, Red Trunks, Red Boots. Sweet Brown Sugar, Yellow Boots. Turquoise and zebra print tights. Trites. I've never seen a six-man tag match where you did not have lots and lots of action. Calling over top now. Robert Gibson avoids the attack of Sweet Run Sugar. Decides steps in. Crowd are pumped for this one for sure. <laughs> he isn't saying he pulled his hair, is he? <laughs> yeah. well, he's trying to claim it. Yeah. Conned over top side headlock now by Robert. Push off by Sweet Brown Sugar. Shoulder tackle by Robert. And again. Oh, hip, they leapfrogged him just. Chaotic starts here, ladies and gentlemen, to this match. Bobby Eaton wants the tag. Bobby Eaton gets the tag. Green trunks, yellow boots. Both men circle. Colin over tight, headlock by Bobby. Headlock still by Bobby, cinching it in. Robert, oh, with a forearm smash, headlock of his own. Bobby eating off the ropes. Shoulder tackle, Gibson. Leapfrog, jump over. Hip toss, hip toss, reverse boy hit, Robert Gibson. Hip toss goes, rip, uh, drop kick goes, sweet stand. Robert Gibson, a house of fire here. Taking everybody down. Hip tosses, drop kicks, you name it. Robert Gibson is uh, in control. Jimmy Hart not happy with this. Goes back to the corner, has a word with Rick, and uh, heading back out now against beautiful Bobby Eaton. Standing side headlock. We've made the observation Robert is is perfect size for for professional wrestling success. He's tall. He's filling out all the time, and but that good height gives him great leverage on so many different holds. Bobby ain't got the blind tag to Sweet Brown Sugar. But Ricky, Ricky Gibson doesn't care. Slam Sweet Brown Sugar. Slam Bobby. Ricky's now in. Ricky Gibson's in with a few right hands. Holy moly. Robert Gibson's a man possessed here. Slamming everybody. Dropping everybody. Doesn't care. He'll take on one. He'll take on all three of the first family members here this evening. Sweet Brown Sugar now in. Calling over a tie-up. 
Headlock by Sweet Brown Sugar. Cinching it in. Oh, he's not got leopard print, sorry, they're uh, flowery, they're sort of uh, flower print. Tights, tags in Stan Lane. Stan Lane now in, black trunks, black and white boots. Oh, Robert went for the drop kick on the uh, Irish whip, but Stan Lane held onto the ropes. Knocks down Robert Gibson with a savot kick. Head first into the top turnbuckle. Tags in Bobby Lane, Bobby Lane, Bobby Eaton, sorry. Big right hand by Bobby. Robert Gibson is now in trouble. Bobby Eaton now in, in, in a clubber and choking away on Robert Gibson. And ref, break the hold, break the hold. Choking again. Irish whip by Bobby. Big back body drop on Robert Gibson. Tags in Sweet Brown Sugar. Bobby drops the knee before he goes out. Irish whip now by Sweet Brown Sugar. Big hook and clothesline. Fist drop by Robert, uh, by Sweet Brown Sugar, sorry, on Robert. Holy moly, this action is fast paced. Sweet Brown Sugar measures Robert Gibson, big right hand. Tags to Stan Lane. Stands in now, right hand. And a gut wrench, no, going for a gut wrench, no. Oh, Robert gets it instead. Stan Lane was going for that gut wrench suplex, but Robert hit it instead. Ricky Gibson clears the corner. Stan Lane now with a side rush and leg sweep. Oh, if this was Gorilla Monsoon, it'd be neck breaker. Bobby in with a few cheap shots. Sweet Brown Sugar in now legally. Oh, Pepper and Robert Gibson with some right hands. Fists of fury by Sweet Brown Sugar. Robert Gibson gets the tag, Robert Gibson gets the tag, Ricky's in, Ricky's in, Ricky's in. Uh, blue singlet, red boots. Taking everyone down, Coco, Sweet Brown Sugar, Stan Lane, doesn't matter. Here comes Tojo. Oh, big knife edge chop there by Tojo. Blue and... He's got the claw, he's got the abdominal claw on. Tojo's in there now with the abdominal claw on Sweet Brown Sugar. Bobby Eaton now on the second rope on the inside. Oh, double axe to the back of Tojo. Puts Sweet Brown Sugar on top of Tojo. Gibson on Stan Lane. Referee, one, two, three. After some dirty-handed tactics there, the first fall goes to Sweet Brown Sugar over Tojo Yamamoto. Tojo Yamamoto bombed from behind by Bobby Eaton while the referee was trying to get... Just the point you were making at the very beginning. The referee has no chance in a six-man. He's trying to get four guys out of the ring, not just two others. And uh, Eaton takes advantage. We got to take time out, and we'll be back in a moment. Going to be back for more action in the ring, and boy, what a super first fall of action that indeed was. I um, want to take a look again at the action down at uh, the Coliseum on Monday night. And yes, the tickets will be on sale this afternoon. Up till 5 o'clock, they'll also be on sale all day on Monday. $3. General admission, $3. 8 o'clock, bell time. Tickets on sale today and all day on Monday. Get them in advance. 
Uh, action, you bet. Steve Kern, Bill Dundee, they always provide it. Going against the Cuban and the Iranian assassin. Got a tape I want you to take a look at. Main event, we're off and running. So we are seeing footage of Bill Dundee and Steve Kern against the assassins. I would say this, I don't know when this is from, uh, this is from. He commissioned me to come out here and be their manager. That's what I'm doing out here. This is from January the 5th, 1982, Tuesday, Mid Coliseum. 4,636 people saw Stan Lane going up against Chief Thundercloud, Roy Rogers going up against Gypsy Joe, Bobby Eaton going up against Ricky Morton, Dutch Mantel goes against Sweet Brown Sugar, the Midnight Express go against Ricky and Robert Gibson in a three on two match. And then this match, the Assassins versus Bill Dundee and Steve Kern. Steve Kern now wearing a singlet by the looks of it. Knocks down the Iranian assassin. Bill Dundee's on the outside. Attacking the Cuban assassin. Eddie Marlin came down to ringside to tell Stan Lane that he couldn't manage. Bill Dundee now in control, just cut forward a little bit. Cuban assassin now in, going against Bill Dundee. Oh, big round by Dutch. Oh, by, by, by Jesus Christ, by Dundee. Knocks down the Cuban assassin. The flurry of punches. And again, choking him now. Bill Dundee doing what he can. Steve Kern goes back to the outside after knocking Ali Hassan off the ring apron. Bill Dundee choking away the Cuban assassin. Oh, powder in the eyes, powder in the eyes by the Iranian assassin. Went in the referee's eyes as well. The way the referee was positioned, he got a face full of powder as well. Bill Dundee's in his corner trying to get the tag, but Steve Kern is on the outside attacking the assassins. Drop kick by Ali Hassan. One. Oh no. Bill Dundee still blinded slightly by that powder. Has he got the tag? Don't think he did he get the tag? I don't know. You can't tell with this referee. Paul Morton's the referee. Oh Steve Kerner. He just picked up Cuban Assassin like he was nothing and just dropped him with a reverse atomic drop. Going for a figure four now, Steve Kern on the Cuban Assassin. The referee's been knocked out of the ring. Bill Dundee's got a sleeper hold on the Iranian assassin. Sleeper! The assassins are down and out, but there is no referee. He has been knocked out of the ring. Jimmy Hart just came through the crowd now. Bill Dundee from behind. Ali Hassan has fallen on top of Bill Dundee. The Paul Morton counts the fall from outside of the ring. Your winners here, the Assassins. 
Oh, me. <clears throat> I got caught watching the bout. It wasn't here. Uh, but I'll tell you what, <laughs> that's just a kind of action. Where, where? There they are. All right. <laughs> Billy. caught out there, didn't yeah. <laughs> I was back there watching. I was watching the match, and I got caught out there. Okay. Well, everything is set now for some kind of night of action down there Monday night. I am particularly interested in two or three of the bouts, and one of them, obviously, is this six-man bout where uh, you guys are going to be joined by the king, and the assassins are going to be joined by Jimmy Hart as the third man on that side. I'm looking forward to it. Mm -hmm. I think Steve got something he wanted to say. Well, let's, let me get started off with this by saying, you know, Jimmy Hart, he, I got to hand it to him. He was pretty smart. You know, I gave him a warning about coming to the ring as a Whoa. manager. Well, he sent Stanley Lane down there as his diversion. And then he came dressed in his regular street clothes like he usually looks when he leaves here. But I'll say this. <laughs> you know, now, wait a minute. Just for the folks who didn't pick that up. You saw Hart, if you look close on that thing, he's up there in that dress, he had the full wig on and everything, and came in loaded to well, something that's to probably, bust. Well, probably, most people haven't seen him out of his manager suit and his regular street clothes, like I said, and that's, that's why nobody noticed him coming, but I gotta hand it to him, he did come out there and he did interfere, but it, it helped uh, win the match and they won the match. But Jimmy Hart, you know, you must have took me serious by the threat, because you didn't show up. But you know, you were smart last week, but you're not so smart this week because you're coming down there and you're actually stepping in the ring. And you're stepping in the ring with a man, the king. The king is back, the king is on our side. And when I stand out here with Bill Dundee on my left, Jerry the King Lawler on my right, I feel like, where else can I be? But I'm in heaven when it comes to getting in the ring because I got nothing to worry about. I feel like that I've got all, all the qualifications for a team that there's nobody in this country that can beat either one of these men on a team like yeah. this. You got it right. Let me tell you something, Snake. I'm going to tell it to you one time. Everything that you do, you saw the king do it. Now, if all you people think back three, four, five years ago, Jerry Lawler sat right there in this audience and did the same thing. And you sat and watched it on TV. That's where you got the idea. You thought that hairy chic to throw the fire, and who taught it to you, Daddy? You burned Steve Kern, and he didn't like it. And you took the warning, brother, and you never came to the ring. You were telling everybody you asked for the six-man tag. They forced you into it, Hart, and I'm gonna tell you this, brother, somebody's gonna get hurt. Now, I asked the king to do me one thing, and that's to fry you or to fry one of them hairy apes that you call assassins, and he promised me he's gonna fry somebody, Hart, and I hope it's you. Okay. <laughs> It's going to be bad news, Jerry, anyway. Oh, it's going to be good guys. news, man. I mean, for those guys. Yeah, that's exactly right. And Steve's right about his street clothes. You know, back when Hart was driving me around in my big Lincoln, he'd wear a dress every now and then. That's the only <laughs> one. He would. There's no doubt about it. He wanted to wear it. I finally got him to quit, you know, sometimes, because it was embarrassing. But let me tell you something, Hart. You just remember this. I taught you everything you know, but I didn't teach you everything I know. So all of these little tricks that you're trying to pull, it's just like Bill said, is things that you've seen me do. Well, I'm going to do a little teaching between now and Monday night. I'm going to have a little class with these two gentlemen, and what we're going to do is I'm going to show them that little trick. I'm going to show them how I light these jerks up like Roman candles around here. And Hart, you're not going to know where the fire's coming from, baby, but it's going to be coming. You're not going to know whether Steve's going to fire you up or whether Bill's going to light you up or whether I'm going to do the damage. But one way or the other, Hart, you're the man we're after, and we're going to get you Monday night, baby. That's okay, all I can tell you guys, watch out. The first family, they're sneaky, and Jimmy Hart is no dummy, however you look at him any other way. It's going to be one time. There's ever dated in his life. That obviously is Jimmy Hart's bell time. Here we go, Deep. 
We're back, second fall. Tojo Yamamoto starts against Sweet Brown Sugar. Tojo now with a flurry of chops in the corner. Tojo's wearing those uh, blue and yellow three quarters, no boots. Knife edge chop from the ropes goes. Sweet Brown Sugar, Bobby Eaton comes in, but he gets knocked down as well. Tojo tags in Robert Gibson. Robert Gibson now in, headlock. Sweet Brown Sugar pushes it. No, Jimmy Hart with the top rope, pulled down the top rope, ring that fucking bell, referee. Disqualification instantaneously there. Jimmy Hart pulled down that referee, uh, pulled down the rope as Robert Gibson came. Robert Gibson fell hard on that floor. Jimmy Hart's now attacking Robert Gibson. Jimmy, uh, Coco, uh, Sweet Brown Sugar is. Tojo's out there. Absolute chaotic. Holy moly. Sweet Brown Sugar just threw Robert Gibson into the commentation station again. All six men are on the floor. Jimmy Dart's brawling with Tojo. Everyone's brawling with each other. The crowd are going mental. The crowd are loving this. Super Sugar's falling over. Holy Christ. Disqualification on the first family. A referee saw Hart pull the rope down, the top rope. And Robert Gibson went flying over those top ropes. So as the disqualification occurs, the uh, win in this second fall is going to go to the team of the Gibsons and Tojo Yamamoto. So that's going to make it one fall each at this point. Boy, I tell you, Robert hit that floor because Hart just jerked that thing down there and he was whipped into it, hit that floor, and I... Ugh. Okay, we got to take a break here and we'll see how much time we have left in just a moment. Their match was the Assassin's winning. And the expiration of time uh, match was a draw. We'll be back in just a moment. Bring the chair back out of here, man. Come on, get the chair back out of here. Just want to tell the service to each other, man. You know that name? You know it's wrong. You got a guy's chair. We didn't bring it back. We were in the match last week. We didn't bring the chair. Out of time, now, please. Just let us get out of here. All right. Jimmy, we can't do it. You got some fun. 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 You so that's it ladies and gentlemen as Lance Russell uh, as Bobby Eaton takes Lance Russell's chair away Lance throws him some daggers for sure you don't touch Lance Russell's chair no fucking way brother Anywho, ladies and gentlemen, that has been it. That has been a chaotic episode once again. We have just covered the 9th of January 1982 in episode 78 of the UK's number one and only Memphis Arresting Related podcast. Thank you very much for your continued support. Thank you very much for listening. Please do not forget to follow us on Twitter at MemphisCast. Please do not forget to visit our Pro Wrestling Tees store, prowrestlingtees.com forward slash MemphisCast. Please do not to Please do not forget to sign up to Patreon, patreon.com forward slash MemphisCast, where each and every Monday you get the Monday Night Project, a what a audio version, uh, sim very similar to this, is available. We also have the original video versions, including adverts, thanks to our dear friend Richard Land. 
patreon.com forward slash memphiscast one pound a month gets you all that also if you want to watch the video versions of that girl got game please go to youtube.com forward slash memphiscast thank you very much for your continued support thank you very much for listening please do not forget to uh listen next week also also catch us up on the patreon.com forward slash memphis cast so until next time thank you very much for listening thank you to lance russell and dave brown thank you to the fine folk of memphis tennessee and until next time when it's spring again i'll bring again tulips from amsterdam With a heart that's true, I'll give to you tulips from Amsterdam. I can't wait until the day you fill these eager arms of mine. Like the windmill keeps on turning, that's how my heart keeps on yearning. For the day I know we can share these tulips from Amsterdam. Share these tulips from Amsterdam.